Hello, South Baltimore. It's Nate Carper here, and I'm super excited to share with you this interview with one of the most successful and generous people in our community. You've probably seen his name on the signs of many beautiful homes around the neighborhood or the banners of the local events and activities that he supports. He's also a great guy who loves this area and gives back in so many ways, such as coaching soccer and baseball for our kids. He actually coached my son's uh, soccer team last year, and it was awesome. He's also a fellow supporter of SouthBmore.com, and we thank him for that. He's none other than real estate mastermind and fellow South Baltimore resident, Jeff Washoe. Jeff has been working in real estate for over two decades, and he has some amazing insights and stories to share with us. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Jeff Washoe. Fresh off his recent cover on Baltimore Real Producers Magazine, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, Nate. My pleasure. I appreciate you having me. I look forward to this uh, conversation. We appreciate you jumping on here. Again, I appreciate you being a SouthBmore.com supporter. Am I correct? You have lived in this neighborhood for about 20 years, right? Uh, it's going to be, I hate to say it, 2021. Yep, that's over 22 years. That's awesome. So you've seen a lot of changes around the neighborhood. You've seen a lot of development and you've been doing real estate this entire time, right? That's correct. October this year is 20 years to be exact entrenched in real estate. So I eat, breathe and drink real estate, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, Jeff, I'm just curious, what got you into real estate and just what do your day-to-day operations look like? You know, I'm not going to sugarcoat the the hall I fell into real estate. You know, having a civil engineering background uh, and doing consulting, you know, I did a lot of big site assessment work for some big firms across the country, um, all the way down to Texas, all the way to Louisiana. And I was going to buy my first house. My dad always said, Jeff, you know, should probably buy a house. It'd be a good thing to do. So, of course, I put it off for seven years. And then I, I get transferred from Indianapolis, Indiana to Baltimore. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, just take these real estate courses. It's 60 hours for like 10 straight weeks. It was like Monday night, six to nine, Wednesday, six to nine. This is before kids, before like, all right, let's just learn about real estate to help fulfill what my dad wants me to do. I'm like, I'll learn that. And this way, when I'm going out in the market, I'll be better understanding what I'm looking at. So I also always wanted to dive into investment opportunities and more so probably the commercial side. So long story short is I took the training, took the 60 hours, sat on it. When you do that, you've got one year to actually take the test and get your license. So I interviewed with a few commercial firms and I go in there and they're like, oh, definitely going to hire, you know, love to hire you. You've got good personality. You've got no kids right now. You look ambitious. You've got an engineering environmental background. You can use some of that consulting that you've done, you know, to help build something. And then this is where the microphone kind of drops. They're like, what school did you go to? I'm like, University of Buffalo? They're like, no, no. What high school? I'm like, uh, Penfield in Rochester, New York. So it was a funny conversation because from there, very uh, awakening about, hey, line of old school connections in commercial real estate all the way through D.C. into the Maryland area, generations of people networking and building something. He goes, you know, you can definitely fit into that. We just just ask that question sometimes to get a better background feel for interviewing, right? So I, I came out of that interview even though they did offer me the job, it was on a draw schedule, which I had no idea what that was because I was making decent money in my field. I don't know. Of course, I've got 
a mom and dad. I've got three brothers. We're all best friends. And we like to bounce ideas off each other. And the draw schedule seemed a little hard to fathom because, you know, you make a sale. You got to end up paying that back. So again, I sat on this for probably three months through the whole entire summer. And then my brother went to Penn State University and a friend of the family was a broker with Remax down in Howard County. And he's like, hey, Jeff, I heard you took all these tests. The first thing I said, it's like, oh man, I don't want to put people in my car. <laughs> it was 2002, you know, it was the market was healthy. I was playing hockey, let's say uh, softball, I had soccer, I think every sport known to, and then broom hockey. So I had to be constantly out there networking. And that was back when I was like 27. Like you just had all these crazy friends in South Baltimore running around every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? And just was able to network that way. I got my license. I said, I'm going to go for it. Quit my job. Same six months worth of salary because that was the right thing to do. And uh, hung my first sign, got a call off of it. At the buyers, sold them a house, sold that house, got a new listing. It was just one of these trickle-down effects. You know, I've never looked back ever since. There's been very scary moments, ups and downs. You know, and as a matter of fact, not to get off the subject of why I started. Right now, we're in a different market, a market I haven't felt before. So, so yeah, it's been a great career. I put my heart and passion in everything I do. And that's one thing about me. And that goes into coaching and everything, even the little kids. Like, I really love what I do. And I want to be the best that I can. I want to also give back. And that's the hardest part about this business for me is that I really do care and I really do give. I'm from a very strong family. Like, my mom and dad were high school sweethearts. You know, one of four brothers were all tight. We never had an argument that separated any of us. Jeff, what do you do that makes you successful? And what do you think you do a little bit differently than others? What I'm doing differently that probably makes me stand out, and it's something that I do with everything, is that I have goals and I have structure. Every Monday morning, I, I make a roadmap. What that means is that I have my entire day to the hour scheduled, and I then have in there little wins. So for instance, if I am able to successfully put a house on the market on Friday and ratify a deal on Monday. I check that off as a win. So I'm constantly giving myself wins because with the wins, there's also a lot of losses too. You cannot let them bother you. This is like a roller coaster. So I treat this job every day. Number one is, in, is a new day because it's like a box of Cracker Jacks, you know, where you're never going to know what the prize is going to be. So that's how that is. But I also really have a sharp mindset. I, I come in and I do affirmations. I actually share them with you. I've got a whole journal full of affirmations where I sit down for 20 minutes. I just write them over and over again. It gets me in the right mindset. I try to clear my mind and I try to treat this as this is a real business. We're handling the people's biggest assets of their life. So that's some stuff that with my mindset, but I also need structure. And, you know, not to get on the family thing, when you throw kids in there and sicknesses and this and that, you know, that kind of derails it. So I... Again, going back to what I do differently, my morning routine is huge. Having little wins through the day so I can check them off and making sure that I'm sharp on my game. That's the biggest difference. And I show up every day. That's great advice for all of us that are either in business for ourselves or work for large corporations. Everybody could take that away. So I want to dive in, Jeff, a little bit more into South Baltimore specifically. How is the overall market doing right now in Fed Hill and South Baltimore? Well, the overall market, we've had a very 
positive run for the last several years. The economic and overall factors of low interest rates have certainly helped, but year to year from 2022 to 2023, we're down about 19% on sales, number one. Number two is ironically, we're up in sales price by about 17,000. This is real trend data that I pulled earlier this week. I share this with my clients as well. But the overall market in the city, it's very, it goes in these like weird ebbs and flows. Unfortunately, we're seeing certain parts of the neighborhoods turn faster than other parts right now, but that'll, six months later, that'll flip-flop. So we are okay. We're, we're still in a seller's market, houses that are newly renovated and look clean and are professionally staged or look like a model are still selling under 10 business days. Stuff that is older um, will sit. I just had a conversation on my way to the office this morning with one of my listings that's not moving and I made a joke of it. You know, I'm close to 50 years old and I'm like, I don't know, these younger people don't know what it is to have brown cabinets and like a dark black Ubatuba granite. So I'm studying the listings and I'm seeing like these fresh listings with white quartz or white granite beautiful kitchens with the showers, with the two inch thick glass, with all white and gray backsplash. Like I'm really seeing this trend. So I'm kind of thinking to myself, I got a couple of listings that I think are amazing. They probably would have sold in my seller's behalf, you know, in April, May, because the market, that five and a half percent interest rate to, hate to say it, almost 8% is a big factor. And it's not only affecting South Baltimore, it's affecting the worldwide real estate economy. Because I do a mentoring with six people across the country on a Wednesday mornings from Chicago to Manhattan, North Carolina to Philadelphia to Charlotte, North Carolina. So we all talk about our markets. We're all feeling the same thing. But South Baltimore is, you know, neighborhood by neighborhood. I feel like the Riverside area is becoming stronger by the by the day. Locust Point is pretty healthy. Some of the Federal Hill closer to the Crossing Market for some reason seems a little bit slower on the market. Don't forget that I deal with buyers every day. So I get to hear what they're telling me. It's not just me. So I get to take all this in. And besides being a dad and coaching sports, I'm literally entrenched in real estate. I can't walk to the grocery store or the gym without somebody asking me a question. And are there any trends you're hearing from some of these folks, whether it be about the area or real estate specific or schools or shopping or bars, restaurants, anything like that? One thing about me is that Again, I, I live and I love to tell stories by example. I helped my friend rent a house yesterday. And as I sat on top of the deck doing the final walkthrough, I just start pointing stuff. He's from Florida. So he's new in the town up on top of the roof. And I'm pointing out different stuff that's happening, different cool things, different reasons to love this city. So to answer your question, you know, until these rates really calm down a little bit, there's still hot markets and we still have moving activity. It's just that it's really hard. And this is the problem we're having here is that a lot of people buying are first time home buyers. So if you're, say, below 250 to 400, you know, that 200, $300 swing in interest rate a month, it really hurts us. You know, like it, it does. Now, when you're dual income, having these careers and you save some money, maybe you've got some equity in your house to move up to that 700 or 800 or even 600,000, you know, two car garage townhome that two to $300 is not going to hurt you as much. I mean, when I bought my first house in 2002, I was like, what's oh, the yeah. beach bill? What's the water bill? Like, I'm going to have enough money to spend on beer and wine. I know going out money, like that $200 is a big deal. So that's the biggest factor I'm seeing for this market. These interest rates are really hurting the, the first time buyer market. One of the things that Kevin talks a lot about 
on SouthBMR.com doing articles on the, the commercial development as well as the rental market development that's out there. I'm curious, what are you seeing in that area? What are you seeing in like the rental market? And, and maybe even to, to piggyback on that, new construction as well. People that are moving up will buy new construction townhomes. They want to stay in the city, raise their families. And we've got beautiful parks. We've got beautiful soccer league. We've got an amazing baseball league. People want to now stay in the city. So these new construction townhomes are doing better. Like the one on Banner Road down the street here, they're killing it. They don't even need realtors. That's how well they're doing. But the rental market is a little concerning. I am kind of scratching my head because I have a personal rental on Fort Avenue. I've got another one on Riverside that I own. And I usually have lines outside the door and I put them on the market the last two weeks and it's like crickets. So that's concerning. I don't know if it's because again, they don't have the white cores. They don't have <laughs> like these beautiful amenities. I, I still believe that a renter would love a row home because you want to be able to have a backyard or a rooftop deck and stuff like that right now because of interest rates. So I thought the rental market would be stronger for the row homes, but I'm personally not seeing that, which is a little concerning for myself. I'm, I'm not in that apartment rental game, so I couldn't tell you, but I just know I was showing a house in Canton last week and this guy's hilarious, 27-year-old, great guy. His girlfriend's buying a first house. He's the first guy to sign a lease over in, um, in the whole building of Port Covington. He goes, it's, it's kind of cool because I have the whole building to myself. There's like really nobody there. When I drive through that, I drive through there on my way back from soccer on purpose on Thursday nights because it reminds me of like Clarendon or Arlington. It really has that cool feel to it. You know, what is it going to do for the residential market? You know, it's all Baltimore, the peninsula. We're a peninsula. We're surrounded by water on three sides. Residential will continue to go up. It's okay for things to build around us. During the pandemic, there was a lot of people were moving all over the country, moving to more affordable cities, more affordable areas, because you could basically work from anywhere. Are you noticing a trend with virtual workers or people moving out of DC and trying to come to Baltimore because it is a lower cost of living? Uh, you know, are you seeing any of those trends? I am. I would say um, probably 25%, which is a lot, are DC, Northern Virginia buyers. Um, just put together a big deal on Fort Avenue, a huge house over 800,000 um, there at DC. They, they, they want a bigger house, the house down in D.C. that they fell in love with here at an open house, that would have been $2.5 So we're definitely seeing that. I'm seeing people from Raleigh come up here, too, even though Raleigh has skyrocketed, but they're, they're, they're banking out there and moving back up here. What I'm also seeing is some of the baby boomers. It's kind of cool to see because they have kids that are, you know, now they're in their 60s and their kids are going to Hopkins or finishing up and they're working here and they want to be here, too. So we're seeing that. I mean, you're seeing a lot of that in Locust Point. We're going to see these empty nesters that are now retired or have a couple more years of work left, and they're just consulting. I've seen buyers from Boston, from Philadelphia, from New York City, more so than I ever have in my 19 years. So to answer your question, 100%. Yeah, some Baltimore City is relatively inexpensive and so beautiful. Yeah, this place is a, a lot more beautiful than people give it credit for. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people that have a perception of Baltimore then they come here to visit and they're like, wow, this place is beautiful. It's amazing. The water, all the historic architecture, all the buildings, and then the people, right? The people are, are just awesome here. And, you know, there really is such a nice sense of community that you feel, whether it's on your front stoop or, you know, going around to different events. So Jeff, personally, you know, you've lived here for, for 20 plus years now as a real estate agent, but as more importantly, as a family man, we have a lot of changes. I'm just curious what you think this neighborhood could use, whether that's like 
certain activities or like different restaurants or business ideas. Just, you know, you're out there talking to so many people. Without name dropping people, of course, because I have private conversations with a line of local people that run businesses every day. Being near and dear to me, having kids and wanting them to just always have fun and do things, right? What we really need here is, and I'm going to say this, hopefully someone can listen to this and call me. We need like a trampoline park or like a jump zone. We're going to have birthday parties. It would kill it because... We got to drive all the way up to Harper County, you know, all with the White Marsh, all the way down to Columbia, you know, on a Saturday morning at 9. The birthday party starts at 10. They would do so well here. Or a toddler gym. And the mom and dad's going to have a coffee bar set up and the kids going to run around and roll on their mats. You know, I really think they need something like that. For a minute there, they had one on the corner of uh, Battery and Fort Avenue, in that big building. And we would go there. It was, it was really cool. You know, and that was a glimpse. I think that was like probably 2018. Yeah, I remember that. We did the same. We used to go there too. That's, yeah, that was a great idea. Something I think, I think it would thrive here, you know, but where do you buy that space? How much does that cost? I really truly believe something more family kid friendly, even though I love the restaurants here. I always found it funny when I was younger and my buddy, some of her friends were older and they'd bring their like three and four years out. I didn't, I didn't grow up like that. I never went to a bar. But, you know, there's so many kid-friendly restaurants, but it's nice to have something like that. And so you, you heard it out there, folks. If you're a developer and an investor, call up Jeff, and he's ready to build a bounce house with you. <laughs> <laughs> and an adult uh, bounce house, too. An adult bounce house as well. Of course, of course. Awesome. Well, Jeff, this has been a, a great conversation. I've really enjoyed getting to know your business more, you more. Just kind of dive in a little deeper on your thoughts and insights here concerning the real estate market. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. But before we jump off here, is there anything else you'd like to share with the folks out there? Love this community. Be kind and, you know, also watch out for one another. So anything that we can do to protect our loved ones, our people, our neighbors, just be more aware. And let's all work together to make this a better community. Try and give back a little bit to the community and you'll see to come back to you. On a personal note, I really do love all these kids here. I mean, I think they're just all wonderful and I think the parents are doing a great job. And I think that this community shows, you know, I want to better this community for everybody. So cheers to self Beemore and Nate. Thank you very much. And I uh, really appreciate the opportunity and hopefully we can do more of this. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you jumping on. Good folks of South Baltimore. Till next time.